Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Don't tell me what to do. Oh. Don't tell me what to do. You can't hey, tell me we're live. it is baseball time. Well, it's fine. I like baseball. Me too. I uh, do like baseball. Big fan of it, actually. Um, <clears throat> if only there was baseball happening. I mean, technically, there is baseball happening. It's just a matter of whether or not it's, you know. Cool baseball yeah. things happening. It's been kind of boring this week. You know, it's spring training, and it's, it's basketball season, really. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's stuff going on. We're just not hearing about it because the news cycle is dominated by everything else. Every yeah. single other yeah. thing. And also, whatever, you know, spring training. Do you ever remember in the past spring training getting, like, a, a ton of no, Press. only when something crazy is happening or if, like, there's some standout shit happening. But even then, like, there was that season. God, who was it? I don't remember who it was. Somebody hit, like, 14 home runs in spring training or some shit. Yeah. I, I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, even then it didn't get that much press. It was just, like, even because people knew. They are just like, yeah, whatever, fuck them. Yeah, pretty much. It's but not. Th- it is what it is. There was one piece of big news, though. Yeah. One, probably the biggest news of – baseball so in the last month i would say Mm -hmm. um lebron james new part owner of the boston red sox along with uh his boy maverick carter they are part of the uh they were already part of the fenway sports group Mm -hmm. uh in owning liverpool uh fc or whatever the fuck uh, what are they called georgia liverpool (laughs) see i don't uh but uh and but and i guess they compartmentalize that so you're not just like in the group, so you have a little piece of everything. But uh, now he is part owner of the Boston Red Sox as well with uh, with Maverick Carter. Wow, that's a big deal. I mean, the, what's the Red Sox uh, franchise value? It's probably one of the, several billion. Yeah, it's right? got it's got to be in the three range, I would imagine. Like the the top ones are always the Cowboys, uh, uh, Manchester United, um, uh, the Yankees, probably the Dodgers for sure. I think they're on the four billion range. Red Sox are valued at three point three billion. Yep. Mm. So they're they're a tier the two. Yankees and the Dodgers. So they're third. Yeah. So they're a tier two team uh, w- with regard to the major sports and their value. So that's a that's a big deal. But this look, LeBron's never been a bad businessman. No, no, not not even uh, remotely so. Uh, how do you think this affects the Red Sox going forward? I don't know that it does. Why would it affect them? You know, maybe it's not going to affect them in maybe the next year or two. But, like, uh, I mean, do you think this, this will ever give them an advantage in, say, like, free agency? That type of shit? Maybe. I mean, look, you, you can say that the um, – uh, Steph Curry and Iguodala and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson taking KD, you know, yeah. on, on a mini vacation had something to do. But he joined that team because he wanted to win. It wasn't – they didn't have to court him. To yeah, do that. he was tired of uh, doing all the lifting. Yeah, yeah. Pretty and, much. But I think the uh, – I don't know. I don't know if that – I don't know if I think that's going to have some major effect. Does LeBron stop wearing Yankee hats? I was about to say, he's, he grew up a Yankees fan. Yeah, which is weird for a guy in Cleveland. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, because he's a fucking poser. By is the way. he a sleeper cell? Is he going to take out the Red Sox? Maybe that would be pretty funny if he did. Honestly, I mean, we so John Anik, uh, host of uh, UFC, is a friend of ours, and he always set, he tells me all the time that he bets against 
the Red Sox and for the Yankees just to double down just in case his bad luck can help the Red Sox win somehow. Okay. So, so he's kind of hedging the yeah. emotion, a little bit. The emotional mm-hmm. hedge. Yeah. I don't like that. I, that's why I picked Mizzou in the first round of the bracket because fuck emotional hedging. Like, just give it to me. Like, I don't really want that bittersweet feeling. Like, just get me fully fucked yeah. or fully happy. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you going to do, man? <laughs> people, people in uh, – particularly with the Yankees and Red Sox are highly uh, uh, superstitious. Yeah. Like, highly superstitious. So – I understand it. I get it. It makes sense. That's yeah. what it's always a funny thing to me. Uh, I guess you're probably talking about Hank Aaron a while ago, and we we actually talked about this on our um, history podcast, Softcore History, uh, when we were doing a, a story. But it was always funny to me how, uh, like, when you talk about the Yankee fans being superstitious or whatever, right. we, and you're talking about Hank Aaron, uh, one of his biggest achievements in the whole home run situation was all the racial bullshit he dealt right. with. But what's crazy, like Yankee fans are so superstitious and so um, deify their their fucking players so much that like Roger Maris, who is the whitest man to have ever played baseball, possibly was getting death threats for almost or for eventually breaking Babe Ruth's single season home run record because right because Yankees fans are such lunatics. And they deify, and they uh, and they're superstitious, like you said. Does that make sense to me? Actually, well, you I, see, Rob, they played more <clears throat> games than anyone. No, I'm saying Maris played more games. Oh than yeah, did. but he he was on pace to break the record for a while without the extra games. Correct. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. He he uh, fell just short of that. Yeah. yeah, Barry Bonds did, but something else happened then with Barry Bonds. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. Does anybody remember? Un- no. Unfortunately, he didn't go to. Uh, Yankee Stadium and have someone throw a chair from the upper deck at him. I know. Well, it's Barry Bonds, right? I mean, yeah. He was protected by Major League Baseball so he could do what he did, and then they got him afterwards. Yeah. I, I really believe – I mean, I don't think – it's not about really believing it. Bud Selig absolutely protected Palmero, McGuire, Sosa, Bonds, et cetera, from any kind of damage while they were playing for the most part, while they were in their prime at least. And then he let them get lit up afterwards. Yeah. Um, Which would probably – Selig <clears throat> gets a lot of shit, but that's kind of the right move. It certainly is. I mean, look, I don't give a shit if people are using PEDs in the first place. So, I know you're full on steroids. I'm I'm the opposite personally. Can but send me the note. I can't find the notes. Can't find the notes. Sorry, I will uh, text these to you right now. What's your phone number again? We say live on air. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's six six six. I used to tell people my number started with nine one one, and I wonder if anybody actually, uh, you know, did that. I'll actually. Uh, Email it to you. Yeah, emailing oh, fuck. That's would be better. Probably sent, sent, sent it to Register on accident. Well, fuck him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. There we go. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of other stuff. I know we're not. Hold on. God damn it! Fucking stop blowing me up. Araceli. Yeah, she's yes. just destroying me right now. I'm on those as well. Like you know, we're live, Araceli. Stop. Hi, Araceli. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So there's a lot of other stuff going on too, aside from that. Not necessarily in baseball, but fucking. I just I, I know this is a baseball show, but I want to touch on it and then we can move on. Yeah. This shit going on with Deshaun Watson is absolute. Uh, it stinks. Stinky. It stinks. Yes. Like he's trying to work his way out of a situation where he feels like the the team is against him. The management of the team has has really rubbed him the wrong way by yeah. getting rid of all of his good players and then you know the racial component that was yeah. there before. And now all of a sudden people are coming out of the woodwork to sue him. There's no fucking way this is a coincidence. And, but you know what is a, co- a horrible coincidence, though, in this situation? What's that? This, so the, the, the first thing, that broke like two days, like three d- days ago, right? This, this was like early kind of in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a horrible week now 
to be accused of assaulting a massage parlor yeah, I know, worker. Right? That didn't work out at all. That did, it worked out for the uh, the the Texans. The, yeah. <clears throat> if they're trying to keep him, although I mean we've seen this shit before, man. If they, if you keep a guy that doesn't want to be there, doesn't it's I yeah. Mean, what do you? I don't know why 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 would you want to be stuck in a loveless marriage like that? If I know that gives. Well, I think they love him. They won't. <laughs> Once the season starts and he starts fucking around, they're not going to love him anymore. And I, I think um, it's uh, it's so stupid to do that. But I, I understand the idea of not wanting to give the players so much power where they can just throw a tantrum and get out of there. But ultimately, right. what do you expect the outcome to be? These, they're, they're overpaid children in a lot of cases. And I'm not saying he is. He seems to have he, a legitimate gripe to get the fuck out. And he seems to me like one of the most uh, intelligent, like mature mm. Yeah, at, at very minimum, quarterbacks you have in the me, NFL. What he's not doing is tweeting right now. Right, like he's not talking shit about his teammates. He's not talking shit about even management. He's sometimes yeah. he gets asked questions and he answers them pretty frankly. But he's not doing a bunch of fucking wild shit. He's, and I think that's probably why they're coming after him so hard. Like if you're if you ever, I'll 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 link this back to baseball. If you remember, uh, have you ever seen any of the documentaries that track the decision to uh, bring which black person into baseball, Major League Baseball first, right? There yeah. were a number of candidates. Satchel Paige, but he was getting older, and they didn't know if he would perform well. Right. Uh, and then there was the two other main candidates were uh, obviously the man who made it, right? Yeah. And uh, Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson is, by and large, the greatest home run hitter in the history of home runs. Yeah. Uh, statistically speaking, uh, he's got over 930 total home runs, if you track everything. Now, a lot of those are in basically what would be a, a pickup game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a lot of them, I think some like 815 were in actual competitive games. Yeah. That I mean, there's no lot. way you, you couldn't have that number, right? Like no. it would be, it would be at most like 200 probably off of it. Um, it, yeah. If, at, yeah. But like yeah. at very, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so <clears throat> what actually happened was he was a pill head. He had a lot of injuries. So he was popping fucking Percocets and doing yep. stupid shit. And they were like, well, this other guy's a fucking army captain. Jackie Robinson is a fucking respectable dude. He's not going to get. People aren't going to fucking – people are going to go after him hard, not only the fans and the press, but his own teammates. Yeah. And he's the guy that's going to keep his mouth shut and play ball, right? Now, the, I don't think – I don't know if anybody intended to send the message that, that the proper response to racism is to keep your mouth shut and continue playing. But f- to break that first seal, you had to do that. You know what I mean? And they yeah. selected that guy for that reason. Now I see a guy like Watson who is facing all this other shit. And look, only a part of it is the racial element. The biggest problem, in my opinion, and probably for him as well, because he's a fucking winner and wants to win, is that they keep fucking getting rid of his people. They, they traded the best receiver in the NFL yep. for nothing. Getting rid of his people, horrible coaches, bad GM. Well, yeah. that goes with getting rid of his people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the new... I kind of assumed the new ownership because the one guy died and now his son runs it. Yeah. You kind of assume, I kind of assumed the new ownership would do a lot better. Well, Jack Ellerby runs the Houston Texans. Is that the, is that the, uh, the minister? Yes. I, I think he's gone now, isn't he? No. He's no. still there? He is. Oh, shit. Yeah, get the fuck out of there, Deshaun. Now, I think his fingerprints are all over this. You think so? I'm just throwing that out there. He is it's sketchy possible. as fuck. Andre, Andre Johnson, that was the Texans receiver, right? Andre Johnson and um, DeAndre Hopkins and DeAndre Hopkins both fucking hate that guy. Yeah. I and it's it's kind of it's a bad it's not like a good this isn't like a good argument per se but mm. still at the same time it's kind of worth noting like does Deshaun Watson seem like that type of guy? No. 
Also, look at a, a photo here of Deshaun Watson's girlfriend. Oh, God. It's pretty hot. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Just the fact that his girlfriend's hot? I, I don't really see a need to hit up the you massage know. parlor. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, that's, not, that's never a, a good barometer for whether or not a guy's a shitbag. But, I mean, you, there's – show me some evidence. And it's, it's weird that things pop up like this at this time. Whenever – uh, uh, somebody runs for a political office, all of a sudden people come out of the woodwork. And we find more often than not that it's complete bullshit, right? Right. They're, just, they're either crazy people that are trying to have their moment or they're being paid by somebody or whatever the fucking case is. This really smells like a Ray Donovan situation where uh, some fixer for the Texans is being used to uh, uh, fuck with Watson and, and limit his political capital. Now, if Watson's a quiet, good dude, a smart guy that's calling out people for exactly what they're doing wrong, then he's got a good argument and, and support of both the league and the players association to get the fuck out of there. If he's under turmoil, he doesn't, right? It just seems really fucked up to me the way all this is going on. Yeah, it's really sketchy. He, he's one of the very last... <laughs> if you could bet on that type of thing, he is a person I'd feel very safe <clears throat> on betting would never do yeah. that so yeah all right yeah. well we just had to bring that up because that's Pretty a big fucked. big thing that's going on right now there's other shit that's going on in the uh savannah bananas of the coastal plain league which is uh that is a uh, kind of like the cape cod league right or yeah the, or it's, the it's, Arizona a, it's Fall a league. It's yeah like, it's a it's a college player mm-hmm. league is it wood bat league as well yes okay so it's one of those leagues like that um that uh, Bryce Harper used to play in back in the day, and a lot of the guys that are in college, they you know they know they're going to go pro. They go ahead and start fucking around with the wood bats. Now they're not they're not a traditional wood bat. They're a composite. That's it's like it is wood, but it is held together with glue and shit like this. So they don't break. The bats don't break. Yeah, typically. So <clears throat> they have some new rules that are absolutely banana. I don't know what the fuck they're doing here. Like this isn't. Just go through the rules, and then we'll fucking address all that. Because okay. I, so the Savannah Bananas, who, by the way, it should be noted, uh, people love going to these games. They've had okay. 88 straight sellouts. Uh, so why are they doing all this crazy I shit? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot. But uh, it's a huge – and I didn't get to read the full article, so I don't know if they also have, like, you know, dollar beer night and shit where right. people are just going fucking wild. Um, and also, like, how much is going on in Savannah, Georgia in the summer? Not a hu- it's not a huge town, right? I mean, it's big, but it's not – no, it's not huge. I mean, there's um, a couple of military bases. There's a lot of businesses there, but it's not like I don't I don't know what the population of Savannah is. But yeah, it's not it's not monstrous. So it's just kind of a small town yeah. team or whatever. <clears throat> blah blah blah. Uh, there's 145,000 people in Savannah. So yeah, it's pretty small. There's about a million people in Austin. So right, you know. And this city feels small. It does sometimes, yeah. Uh, so the rules are for home games at the Savannah Bananas. Which I do like that name, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. No mound visits at all. Uh, once you get in the batter's box, you can't leave. That seems awkward. Like you can't step out. And, mm. and I don't know if that means one foot. Because doesn't the MLB do one foot? I think so now, yeah. But what is the penalty? Do you get a strike called on I don't, I, I don't know. It's just mm. uh, <clears throat> Games are basically tennis matches. So each inning is a game. And then the game is the match. Do you know what I mean? What so, the fuck? So you can score 50 runs in an inning and still lose yeah. if you don't score in any other You have innings? to score. You have to win five innings. <sighs> that's retarded. That's I mean, garbage, it, right? That's actually kind of interesting, though, to be honest. That, change, that completely changes the strategy. If you're, in the, if you're the home team, right, and the other team didn't score and you hit a home run, you pull your team off the field right there, right? Or you, you put your team back on the field. Like, fuck, 
nobody else is going to waste any at bats. Yeah. We just scored, and that's it. That's pretty interesting strategy-wise. I mean, technically speaking, as a team, you could only have five guys go up to bat. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the other team didn't score and your guys hit leadoff home runs in the inning each five times, that would be the end of the game. Pretty much. That, that's pretty interesting. You're I mean, betting. I, it's not baseball, but it's pretty fucking interesting, right? <laughs> you don't want to cast yourself out. Yeah. I mean, if you were – seriously, man, you, if you were a team that hit a lot of home runs and you had a pretty good pitching staff, you could you, you could end games really early. And it also doesn't – so there are teams, Atlanta uh, in 2019, for example, that win games late in games typically, yeah. right? So they – fuck around the first couple innings and they get in a rhythm and they score, you know, they, they had the most home runs after the seventh inning by about 30, I think, yeah. of any other team in baseball. That kind of eliminates that. You, yeah, play, you play the whole game for a reason. Yeah, right? there's no comeback. And also, it, there's no, I mean, if you actually did this, it would be like entirely different, different team building. Mm. You would either have no starting, you would probably have no starting rotation, right? No, why you, would you, right? You would just have a, yeah. a bullpen. Yeah. You would have an extra five or six arms in the bullpen, essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so that one, I, I, I'm not wild with that one. Uh, this one is this one might be even more fucked up than the last one, though. No walks. Mm. Instead, on ball four, the runner gets to start running, sprinting, and the defense can get him out, but not until they throw the ball completely around, not just the horn, but the outfield as well. <laughs> so it's never going to happen. All nine players have to catch the ball. Did they test this? So uh, they, does the catcher throw the ball to left field? And then if you're the center and right fielder, do you have to stay there? Or can you run? I think you, you can move together. Like, you don't have to stay stationary. So if you see, if a guy is, it's, if a guy's 3-0 count, right? Do start you start moving. to move in? And yeah. then what happens if he reaches out and pokes a bad ball like Vlad Guerrero used to do all the time? And you know what I mean? Then he's hitting a triple. I mean, this is all super interesting, but it's not fucking baseball, man. No, 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 no. This is fun, like, wiffle ball rules type of yeah. shit. This is like home field rules yeah. for, for that you just make up on the fly. Yeah. So once everyone touches the ball, they can throw it to wherever and try to get them out. So the runner could just be a pussy or, what, or just, like, be smart. He could just take first base, right? Or take second. Yeah. I mean, you, could, if yeah. you can't get to second base on that. Right? Like, you should, everyone should be at second base. You would think so, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't... I want to see that. I want to, I'm, I'm going to have to see this and see how long it takes for the batter or for the catcher to throw the ball. I mean, I would assume you would want to go first, second, third, or first, second, short, third, like throwing it around the horn backwards and then go to left field and around to right because usually your best arms are right field. But then if the guy's already at second, right? Right. Then you have to make the long throw to third, so you don't want to end in left field, or you want to end on the infield somewhere. I don't know. I think you would want to end on 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 left field, probably. So I, if it were me, you you either have to throw you have to throw to one of the corners. He's definitely getting to first base. Oh no problem. For sure, no question. Right? You have to throw to one of the corners, and then that corner need one of the corner infield spots, and then that corner infielder needs to immediately turn around, throw it to the outfield. Yes. And then they have to go around the outfield, and then back first, short second, maybe yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It has to hmm. start and end on a corner infielder. I would say you probably go to first base first then because that person has usually the worst throwing arm. or not, yeah. they're, they're not used to throwing to make outs yeah. very frequently. So throw it, you would throw it to first, and then he would turn around and throw it to right, and yeah. then it goes around the horn in the outfield and then back to third probably after that. I or think, maybe I, even no, you go to second to short. Yeah, yeah. So, cut off man to yeah. short to third. 
Yeah, then then you would then you would just be dealing with a normal double at that point. Like yeah. you would be it would be a cutoff man and, and shortstop or second baseman would be at shortstop or second base depending on where the ball is. Yeah, and then third base obviously would be in his position. But still, you got to make all those throws. Right, that's the other thing too. And a, a, if it's a fast guy, oh, I mean, first off, if it's like Billy Hamilton, it's inside the park home run. You're fucked. Maybe, yeah. I mean, but he didn't make the roster, so I don't think you're gonna have a problem with that. <laughs> That's true. Well, these are college kids. There's got to be a couple of fucking burners on there, I Probably, would think. Probably, yeah. Uh, no bunting, which, whatever. Uh, and then this is my favorite one. This is by far the best one. If they had to institute ever any of these in Major League Baseball, this would be the one that I would want instituted. Mm. And it's if a fan catches a foul ball, the batter is out. <laughs> That's stupid. I fucking love that. That's what the hell is the point of that? It's the point of that is as long as the, the, the rule obviously has to be, you can't put ringers in the stands, right? Well, you, but they're going to, and they're going to fucking have, they're going to give discounts to fans for bringing their gloves to the game and shit. Probably, or they're going to have every night. They're going to skip out gloves. Both I mean? of those are fine. As long as there needs to be gamesmanship on both sides. So I guess if it's like a world series game or something, and you know, like the say, just the Mets are playing uh, the fucking Yankees. Yeah. Like if you're the Mets, I, I mean, you're, I'm buying beer for the entire lower bowl for sure. And I'm like, it, think about the implication of this historically speaking. Does Steve Bartman become a hero? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. does Moises Alou just get the fuck out of the way and let him cast the ball? Like, hey, he's got it. No big deal, right? Yep. But you don't want to be that fan. I mean, imagine the brutality that will that will be invited into that fan's life. If they in a, an important game drop the ball and don't catch it, yeah, in the, in the in the stands, yeah, that's that you're gonna get crushed if, if you don't. That's a lot of pressure for some I, drunk fucking forty five year old. You're just creating you know I mean? thousands of apartments. I love yeah. I yeah. love all of that. Like, do you risk bringing your child on the third baseline in a fucking? <laughs> <laughs> well, it should only count if it's barehanded and you have a child in your hand. Yeah, and yeah. the baby uh, uh, gets injured somehow, right? <laughs> well, the baby has to catch it. The baby uh, with his teeth, yeah. Yeah, I think actually, if a child catches <laughs> it, the inning's over. Yeah, that's probably good. Yeah. Or the other team loses a run yeah. if, it's, if a child has it. <laughs> like, yeah, under 12, yeah. it's just you're, you get extra fucked for I that. I don't have a problem with that, actually. I think that's – I don't think that's I bad. mean, it, but it's, again, it's not baseball. I don't understand why they're doing this considering the fact that they clearly are selling out – or not clearly, they're, they're selling out fucking every game for years now. So I don't know what the impetus to do this is. But – and it's also – I mean, our, our, these are college kids, so they're college team – are going to have something to say about that their parents and their advisors if they're getting ready to enter the draft like hey do you want to go do i want my middle infielder to go in a position or in a, into a league where there's a lot of walks i think i don't know how many walks there are on an average major league baseball game but i would guess somewhere between five and eight at least yeah right walks per game so five to eight times a game split that into two let's say it's fucking three to four times a game your middle infielders are going to be going out and getting in a position to do uh, relay throws, but they're going to have to, they're not going to actually be trying to get the guy out. They're trying to just throw the ball around that fucks with your head over time. You're yeah. like, the reason these guys can react so quickly is because they've done the same thing over and over for years. Does it, so you don't this think is, this you, is like fucking, if it was basketball, uh, you start shooting free throws over the, over your shoulders. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would lose the ability to shoot free throws over time. So you don't think it would be and if there would be no effect per se in the opposite way, like in a good direction where like how Pat Mahomes is 
played baseball for so long that he can throw at different angles and shit like that. Or say it's possible, yeah. Or uh, Kurt Warner playing arena football improved his accuracy type of thing. Like you don't think it could go the opposite way? That's yeah, it's certainly possible that that is the case, but we don't know. We don't know, and that's a big chance to take for your right. I I I would imagine. I know in the Cape Cod League, this is the case. Uh, it's the top prospects that are playing in these leagues. It's not fucking dum dums. Right. You know I mean, that's why people are coming out to watch them. So. I don't see that. I can't. I don't know who makes these decisions, but I'm shocked that this got approved, or has it been approved? Is this? Is this? Uh, I mean, it was in the Wall Street Journal. Let's see. So uh, well, let's see here. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's approved. Uh, like this is this is happening for sure. Uh, it's called Banana Ball for the for the Savannah Bananas. Jesus Christ. Uh, and yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I mean they're doing it, so it's not. It's not like it's pending approval or anything. Wow. And the, according to the, one of their, uh, the owner, he just said, we're always trying to figure out what is the best fan experience. So their owner, Jesse Cole, uh, who the Wall Street Journal calls a modern Barnum. Uh, Barnum, Barnum from Barnum and Bailey Circus. Yeah. Okay. If you're, if you're in professional sports and somebody's referring to you as a clown <laughs> in a circus, that's not yeah. always a good thing. I don't he think. Also, you're going to love this, uh, wears a banana yellow tuxedo to every game. Oh, God. Here we go. So this guy's a fucking weirdo. Uh, he has senior citizen cheerleaders, and sometimes the uh, bananas play games in kilts. <sighs> well, I guess it's just par for the course, right? And, but the bananas are also apparently one of the best teams in the league year in and year out since he bought them and how do they decide who goes on what team is it a draft or do, I, they, do they have to go out and recruit how does i that work? don't know how the coastal plane man this guy's young too i see a picture of him this guy is not old uh yeah i don't know i mean this is the weirdest shit i've ever heard in my life to be honest would you would you enjoy this once probably you, like going to a game i mean honestly i would enjoy it a lot because I'll be trying to figure out what the fuck's happening. Yeah, like if you were stationed time. in Savannah, Georgia, and you didn't have much else to do, would you go get drunk at these games regularly? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would get drunk at any game forever. <laughs> I love baseball. I don't care. But, I mean, yeah. for this, um, I would definitely do that. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. I mean, I, one, of the, one of the main things, if you want to just talk about, I think this like leads to a larger issue in baseball in general that we've talked about like every fucking week on right. this show, is uh, how do they improve it? in terms of like fan experience or whatever. I mean like, dude, the minor leagues do it kind of right because they have no fucking choice. They yeah. don't have TV revenue. They do. They're, uh, they're halftime or halftime. Their seventh inning stretch stuff and just mid inning stuff in general is, is pretty entertaining. And yeah. they, if you, if you look at, uh, just go look at any, they have, I don't, I guess they, yeah, they released a schedule. Go look at your local minor league baseball team schedule. Just go onto their website and you'll see almost every night. There's some kind of promotion almost every single night whether it's a band playing after the game or some other bullshit like that. Yeah. Like free fucking butt plug night or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. There's always something. They always do shit too. Even like, and, and it, yeah, it goes between wild shit. Just like, I mean, there probably has been like a dildo night at some fucking stadium. <clears throat> probably. I can see it happening at this guy's stadium actually. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, but then you have other shit that's like family friendly. It'll be like a fucking food truck night or like clown day. Or so, well, clown day is not family friendly <laughs> to me. Depends on the type of clown, I guess. My, most of my experience with clowns are in uh, pornography, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So full full body makeup or yeah, it, the whole it, deal. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what I would like better actually. If it's like stops at the neck, and it's a human body. Um. So you're that's just like a fucking. Well, it's not really like the mermaid debate because it still has all the same parts. Yeah. Like clowns don't have 
different genitals than normal people, I wouldn't think, right? Presumably. Can you guys find find some clown dicks and let me look at them? Yeah, clown. It's like. actually just a balloon animal. Yeah, it's a balloon animal. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It does make that sound when they get erect. It's like the... Yeah. yeah. That would be actually pretty funny. Like if you... Because you wouldn't be able to hide your boners in public anymore. <laughs> you would hear the sound of a balloon being blown up. Like, God damn it, dude. Clown dicks. Yeah, clown dicks. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I'm... I'm not into that, like for being in the major league, but obviously, like we talk about all the time, the major leagues are way too fucking pent up and uptight, and they could use a little clown, clown dick attitude <clears throat> in their life. Yeah, they need fights, man. That's what they need. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, next up, speaking of uh, the only person who uh, it goes against your rule of why we should have fights in major mm-hmm. league baseball anymore. Uh, Shohei Otani is really fucking good at baseball. Yeah, like at everything in baseball. Uh, and he, this past week, struck out reigning AL MVP Jose Abreu mm-hmm. while on the mound. And then, while at the plate, hit a home run against reigning Cy Young winner Shane Bieber within one week. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I, don't, I still don't understand why they're using him the way they do. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, and it never will. I, I, I think, think it's for the reason we just talked about. Which is they want to try and make shit more exciting. Like they want some kind of like fan draw. Mm. It's hilarious that this is the team with Mike Trout on it, by the way, is trying to figure out how to get people in the fucking seats. I know, right? But uh, yeah, I agree with the closer thing. Um, and I, I don't agree with him being a starter at all. But uh, you know what? Fuck it. Like this just, this is the type of news I need to read that tells me that the Angels are actually making the playoffs this year. Maybe. I mean, look, unless he gets hurt again, but it, it's, there's no question that, um, He's the most dynamically talented player in all of Major League Baseball. I don't think anybody can do what he does. Um, no fucking way. Even even if you took a right fielder who can throw the ball like 102 miles an hour, he doesn't. He he has he has two plus pitches and and two mid grade pitches behind that. Right. Right. I mean, he's an actual. He's not a thrower. He's a pitcher. There's a difference there. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, it just sucks to see him misused. I mean, it's it's so much wear and tear on your body to start 32 games in the season, and. Uh, the bullpens, you're throwing two to three bullpens in between each start as well. When, yeah. when is he going to find the time? And how hitting is all about repeatable mechanics and being focused on every single pitch. There's no way someone is going to be able to maintain their mental health and mental acuity over a 162-game season if they're doing double work. It just doesn't work. I mean, yeah. one, of the, one of the hardest things to do in Major League Baseball, particularly as a hitter, or as a hitter in general, is to be a switch hitter. Because you have to focus, you have to put all your time into the right side and all your time into the left side. And how do you do that? That's why the list of Hall of Fame switch hitters is so low. And it's Eddie Murray, Mickey Mantle, Chipper Jones, and like two or three other ones. Uh, and in the history of baseball, right? Yeah. So you you're talking to- about a guy who who is basically switch positioning. You know what I mean? Right. And how the fuck is he supposed to do that over a long period of time? Make him a closer, where just being a thrower is enough. There, he doesn't really have to. As long as his slider is sharp. He can throw the ball fast. He can throw a sharp slider, and he can get people out in the ninth inning without any problem. You know what I mean? Then you got him for nine innings hitting the ball. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me that they're doing this. And it drives me fucking nuts. Also, what – does he DH most of the time? Yeah. Okay. So he, so there's no, <laughs> there's no uh, threat of him exploding his elbow in the outfield trying to throw out a dude at third or something no. like that? No, he should never play a position. I mean, it's not about – I understand that he's a guy – and that that wants to do other shit. He maybe he wants to be a starting pitcher. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But f- fuck, fuck him, dude. 
It's not about you. It's about the team winning games. Right. And to be honest, if you have a guy that can hit 50 home runs and save 50 baseball games, what the fuck are you even talking about? It's like that guy's going to be the MVP, by the way. At some point, yeah. I like, think he will. I mean, well, I mean, if you save 50 games and hit even 20 home runs, yeah. you are the MVP of the league. Yeah. There's no fucking way. Yeah. You, and if you do that any, anywhere near that for 10 years, if you're just 20 home runs for 10 years mm-hmm. and 30 plus saves for 10 years, you're a Hall of Famer. Correct, yeah. <clears throat> you just like that's a stat line that's not comprehensible. It doesn't make sense. I wonder what the wins above replacement would look like on that. I mean, you have to go back to like Babe Ruth type of person. Yeah, to, like, I mean, measure well, that the, those last couple of years in uh, Boston, yeah, where he won, I think he won 21 games and hit 23 home runs one season, something yeah. like that. Yeah, like early Babe Ruth mm-hmm. would be uh, be that type of thing. Um, I'm looking up some stats now, so keep talking. I'm going to figure out exactly what we're looking at here. Okay. Well, I got some sponsors to talk about, actually. There we go. So while, while the Angels try to figure out how to pay their bills, uh, I'm going to tell you how we're paying ours. Mm. Uh, and we have, some, we have some good ones today, actually. Uh, ghostbed.com, first and foremost. Always a good one. Our fucking favorites. 36-month, uh, interest-free. Uh, you can get, uh, they give discounts to first responders, military, uh, teachers, I believe, mm-hmm. nurses who government employees, government employees. So you're, if you're a postman, postman. You get, yeah. yeah. If you're a postman, you get I don't it. know why you said it like postman. <laughs> why not postman? Why? I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to say it, but it felt weird when you said postman, like the postman. That. I like to just do words like post Malone, like that. But yeah. It's postman Malone. Yeah. Postman raccoon, all types of things. Yeah. <laughs> Rakin. That's what, uh. What's his nuts? Uh, Ricky from uh, Trailer Park Boys says Rakin. For Rakin? Yeah, I like that better. All right, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, ghostbed.com. You got to check that out. What's our promo code for that? Dr- just Drinking uh, Bros? Drinking Bros, yep. Drinking Bros. Uh, what does that get you? Uh, gets you, for Drinking Bros, uh, promo code, 30% off anything on the site, right? Into perpetuity, all the beds, the mattresses, the sheets, uh, all the adjustable bases, all that stuff. Now, they also have the bundle package going on right now, <clears throat> which is if you buy... A mattress and the adjustable base, you're going to get 40% off of that, plus free two, uh, two free pillows and the whole thing, as usual. Yeah. Adjustable mattress. You can sit up. You can just live in your fucking ghost bed. Basically, yeah. You never have to leave. You never. You just have to get somebody to come in from time to time and flip you over. Yeah. So you don't get bed sores. Bed sores. Change your diaper. There's yeah. no reason to leave a ghost bed. No. And you, they, it has a, a, a mattress protector as well, so you can you know, deal with that that way. You're, you're living nurse for, for yourself as like a 20 to 30-year-old <laughs> will do all right. of that for you. All you need to do is just have that remote, mm-hmm. move it up and down, turn whatever show on you want, or live stream us, and that's all you need to do. There Ghost go. bed. Never leave it. Uh, our next uh, sponsor is maybe the most important sponsor or type of sponsor, whatever you want to say, of the month, because it's March. Yep. Uh, DraftKings. If you guys don't have the DraftKings app, you need to download it. It is like the best sportsbook app there is on, on iPhone and, and uh Droid and all that stuff. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, which is America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. If you bet $4 on an underdog, you win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Turning $4 into $256 is 64 to 1 odds. Uh, just to give some, um, some uh, uh, I guess, perspective there, uh, I think Liberty is going to win their game against Oklahoma State, and that's kind of a long shot. Liberty's money line is 3-1. to one. 
and that's a long shot. Mm -hmm. So DraftKings is giving you 64 to 1 odds. Every dollar you bet could turn into $64. Pick one of the many select college basketball underdogs uh, for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you, by the way. DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is secure and reliable, so you, you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the, the uh, top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo, uh, promo code BROS, that's B-R-O-S, when you sign up to turn $4 into $256, if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code BROS, B-R-O-S, to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER uh, or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And, uh, of course, we also have uh, PolicyGenius.com. Big fan of PolicyGenius. They make things easy for you. Yeah. I'm getting pissed off with all the insurance stuff lately, so this one is one that I really was keyed in on when we first got them as a sponsor. You're in, you, yeah, you've been in and out of insurance stuff. For, I've watched yeah. insurance take half your blood. Yeah, yeah. Over the course yeah, of just ruin uh, your arms, take all your blood. They've, they've ruined it, yeah. Yeah. Driving uh, crazy. Spring is, uh, is uh, springing as we speak. Sprung. Perfect. It's sprung. It's yeah. sprung. Perfect reminder to uh, get your house in order. So why not start by uh, you know, looking at your home and auto insurance again with Policy Genius? Uh, they save uh, insurance re-shoppers up to $1,055 per year. That's individually uh, on home and auto coverage. Uh, over $1,000, what that is, in case you don't know what math is, uh, on whatever you know, home improvement project you've got going on. Uh, and here's how to get started. First, head to policygenius.com, answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Uh, then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers, uh, including Progressive and Allstate, uh, and they'll find your lowest quotes for you. Pol the Policy Genius team looks at all the ways to maximize your savings, uh, including bundling home and auto, if that is uh, something that works for you. Uh, they just, they'll find a better rate than what you're paying now. And if they do, they'll switch you over for free. Uh, that kind of services earn Policy Genius uh, a five-star rating over thousands of reviews on both, uh, both Trustpilot and Google. So while you're gearing up for spring cleaning, don't forget to dust off your home and auto insurance policies with Policy Genius. Reshop your rates, and you could save up to $1,055. Head to policygenius.com and get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Yeah. Speaking of getting it right, so I'm looking through these numbers. Otani, his average wins above replacement uh, on the batting side has been about 2.6 and average in his full seasons, but only he's only getting about 400 plate appearances, right? Right. So, so that's not that really a full that, season. No, that extrapolates to 600 at 600 plate appearances, which would be average for a guy hitting in the middle of the lineup at uh, uh, as an everyday DH to about 3.9, right? just for the hitting part. But it would be higher than that, right? Because it's wins above replacement, if you don't know how it works, it's kind of exponential. When you get in, when you play a full season, so but let's just say just for the sake of argument, it's still only 3.9. Yeah. His pitching, uh, in the only full season he pitched, it was 1.3 in 10 starts. You, you run that out to 30 starts, right, which is normal, 30, 32 starts. 
Uh, that's 3.9 as well. That's 7.8 total. Um, you're going to see some regression because saves don't get counted the same way that, that uh, what do you call it? Uh, quality starts. Quality starts or like yeah. strikeouts, that type of stuff. Well, strikeouts are what they are, but quality starts play a heavy role in wins above replacement. So let's say it's only 3.5. But you, you should expect his batting to go up into the fours. You're talking about around seven to seven, seven to eight wins above replacement per year. Yeah. Now that puts you in the MVP conversation every single year. Oh, every single 100%. year. One hundred percent. Yeah. You can, so Otani can either be in the MVP conversation or hurt, which he's been <laughs> the entire time he's been playing baseball yeah. for the Angels. They have mismanaged him as much as any player has ever been mismanaged, and I don't understand it. Yeah. Honestly, don't understand it. Maybe, so this, the saves leaders from 2019, I just read off some of their wins. Kirby Yates, here. yeah. Kirby Yates, 3.4. Or I, unfan, I'm on fan graphs. You on baseball reference? No, I wasn't looking. I was oh, okay. just guessing. Yeah, 3.4 for Kirby Yates. Uh, Ozuna, Roberto Ozuna only had 1.6, but Hayter, 2.2. Mm. So even if you're pushing in the high fives, low sixes, you are a uh, all-star. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, if you're, uh, like, you're going to win um, – what would be the all MVP? It's not. I guess they kind of have for defense and offense. They don't have like an well, they all MLB. Have, they have silver slugger award, and, and right? Gold but, glove, the, but yeah. the, there's the Hanker award for the best offensive player, and, and then Cy Young obviously for the best yeah. uh, pitcher. But I mean, you're he, you're looking at him adding between 1.5 and three WAR probably. Yeah, from being a closer. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it, it is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But it's not going to change. The Angels are one of the most poorly run organizations in baseball. I think they make the playoffs this year, though. The, Maybe. The, I mean, the I hope division's do. dog shit. I hope for Mike Trout's sake that he makes the playoffs. And the unfortunate part is they probably will, and he probably will not do well because young <laughs> players – or, I'm sorry, players that have been around for a little while that make their first playoff usually don't do well the first time. Well, he already, he already uh, busted that nut. But I know, but he wasn't yeah. great. He was awful in yeah. the first playoffs. You know who's oddly really good in that series? Mm. Albert Pujols fucking crushed it. Well, he's been in some playoffs before. Yeah, right? he'd seen some shit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, next up, uh, Francisco Lindor, who's an, uh, a Met yeah. now, which is weird, uh, wants to limit the shift. Uh, he says the shift has got to be cut down. Um, let, me, uh, let me do me. Let me make the crazy play. Let me be like, okay, he's going to pull the ball. I can't be on that side of the base. We can't market the shift. We can't market strikeouts. I mean, I don't know. What, who, the most popular players in the game are people who hit home runs and people who strike people out. So that, I don't, that last part, we can't market strikeouts, that's stupid. That is, yes, that like, is stupid because, like, when I was growing up, Nolan Ryan was, like, the guy. Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, Mike Scott with that big hook. I mean, when we were coming yep. up, that, those were the dudes. And then Randy Johnson yep. after that. I mean, come on, man. That's Even a dumb Pedro. Thing I get it with the shift thing. But honestly, you're a professional batter. Beat the shift. Dude, beat I it. don't get that. Just yeah. beat it. I mean, it's, it's, if you're able to make contact with the ball, you should be able to beat it. Like, and, but everybody wants launch angle and, right. and, 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 and exit velocity. They don't care about winning the game. Here, here's the thing I don't get about that, like philosophically, that drives me. Like, it's, it's like, uh, were you guys talking about this the other day? Oh, you were. It was on one of these podcasts where, like, what do you uh, – it was like the thing about Pinocchio, like what happens if Pinocchio says my nose is going oh, yeah, to grow. Yeah. That was uh, that was Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think. Saying yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so this kind of gets me too. So like, MLB teams hate giving up walks, right? Yeah, fucking hate it, <clears throat> fucking loathe it. You cannot give up a base. It doesn't matter who the batter is. Pretty much unless it's Barry Bonds right. from 2002. 
you can't walk people. Okay? Yeah, he got walked with the bases loaded by Buck Showalter. <laughs> right. One of the best major league managers of the last 20, 30 years yeah. was like, fuck it, I'm walking this motherfucker. Yeah, with the bases loaded. So, so what? And, he, he, and, he, and it worked, by yeah. the way. Just, I mean, everybody wanted to talk a lot of shit about it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Well, I mean, they scored one run, not four, motherfuckers, so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but so, so MLB teams are completely 100% averse mm. to giving up a free base. It drives them insane. They can't do it. They cannot do it. They yeah. won't do it. However, they are willing to shift, right? So what that means is Francisco Lindor, if he's a guy that gets shifted a lot, or here's a better example, Freddie Freeman, who gets shifted to fuck. Yeah. If he starts taking more free bases than he already gets just from walking right. by, by uh, bunting it the other way or even just kind of slapping it the other mm-hmm. way, um, don't they have to react to that? You would think so. I mean, ultimately, you have to react to whatever your opponent's doing, but that's what you don't want to get into. If you're, a, if you're in war or, or any kind of competition, whatever it is, you don't want to be reacting to your opponent. You want to be setting the fucking tone, right? Yeah. And I think uh, the shift right now is setting the tone. People are having to deal with that because of what it is, but they're not dealing with it, really. I mean, they're... They're, well, they're trying to go over it. They're trying, but it's, it's, it's just not happening. So I don't know, man. It's it's a very the it is a very interesting circumstance. I don't know if so. The the shift is based on if a, if a number if Freddie Freeman hits the ball on the ground, it's somewhere between first and second base about eighty yep. percent of the time, right? So they're willing to take the twenty percent chance that wherever he hits it on the left side doesn't go to the shortstop or third baseman, whoever happens to be playing there. It's a calculated risk, right? But Freddie Freeman is uh, pretty well known for driving the ball to left center field. He's actually probably the best person in baseball at hitting the ball the other way right now. Why can't you do that on the ground too? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't understand that. I've, I, I, look, you're, you're talking about guys operating at the highest level, and maybe that's just one. Maybe they've reached their span of control vis-a-vis being able to focus on stuff. Like that extra element that they have to focus on to do that fucks up their hitting. Maybe there's research on that. I would just like to hear about it. If it exists... There's got to be a reason people aren't doing this. I just want to know what it is. So I guess he's kind of a bad example because he just won the MVP and he can fucking drill the ball and he's, he is, you know, good for a double at, yeah. on any plate appearance, right? Mm-hmm. So here's a better example of another player we both know really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk like mid to late career Brian McCann, okay. right? <clears throat> that guy didn't have the power anymore, yep. could barely get a double on a ball that was hit double length yeah. because he was a fucking fat slow guy shit, yeah. and fucking slow. Yeah. But good hitter the whole time. And also like enough back control to just slap at the other. Like why not? Because he, his numbers like batting average number, he was a great batting average guy until the shift started. Yeah. So why yeah. not adjust to that? Because you're not going to hit the ball out of the park anymore. So right. you can take the home run off the plate and you're probably not going to hit a double uh, because he just got fat and old and lost a little power. Right. Why not keep your average by making the defense play you straight up? Maybe there's some value uh, to maybe the chance. You know, it's kind of like effective field goal percentage. So technically speaking, most particularly jump shooters shoot more. They shoot a lower percentage from beyond a three-point line than they do from inside it. Right. It makes sense that that would happen. But three is more than two. So you, it's 75% instead of 50% each time you make one, right? Yeah. That makes sense to me. So maybe, maybe in baseball and in the Bill James numbers, the single isn't that good of a deal. But if it's not, then why is a walk so important? That's you know that's, what I mean? that's where I I'm talking with the that, Pinocchio I'm, shit. I'm trying to bring it back to what you're saying. Yeah. So 
I, I understand the arguments that would be made where it might be uh, some, there's some, because look, Billy Bean had Scott Hatterberg taking pitches and walking on purpose. He was not fast, motherfucker. I'm pretty sure he's in a wheelchair now. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he was one of the slowest people in baseball at the time and still having that runner on base. It wasn't just about uh, having a runner on base that might be driven in by somebody else. It was about taking the pitcher out of his element and putting him in the stretch. That was yep. a big part of it, right? Because pitchers in the stretch almost always have – they, they, they uh, give up more home runs in the stretch. They walk more people in the stretch, which also compounds that issue. I get it. I don't know. I don't know the answer. It, it drives me fucking crazy. I disagree with Lindor that the shift should be limited. I think they, I, agree with that, I, yeah. I, I believe that these guys should find a way to defeat it. I agree. And if you can't, then you lose. And, and you would think at the very least, as I'll, and I'll say this is like because I'm just like irrationally, like probably overly moderate. Like I always try to find like a center ground on things. Mm-hmm. You would think that they probably aren't purposely hitting the ball or slapping or bunning the ball the other way enough. Like, mm. I get that it's probably not optimal. Let's say even it, even if it's not optimal 75% of the time, you would think at least, like, one out of every four at-bats, it would be optimal for you to just be like, fuck right. it, I, it's worth me being on base. Well, if you're a power hitter, right? Yeah. And uh, you're up third in the inning and there's two outs you should be trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark, yes. right? Because you only have one out to work with. You should not be trying to get on base. You should be trying to hit a double or a home run every single time. If you're leading off an inning, and the guys break this down to individual bats as well. Like, I'm going to go up there, and the first good pitch I see, I'm going to fucking try to rake it. If I foul it off or miss it, I'll go into my normal shit after that. Yeah, That is very common in baseball, so why is it not common to go the other way? Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, so, okay, that was my pitch. I missed it. Yeah. They still have the shift on. Now I'm just going to slap it the other way. Yeah. Or now I'm going to bunt it the other way because I know I'm not going to get that pitch again. I don't know, man. It really it, – it reeks of a <clears throat> lack of sophistication. It really does, yeah. Um, this is uh, – this next topic is really interesting to me because it's the, – the question is who's your young goat? Who's the best young player in baseball? When we say young, I'm, I'm talking about – two or three years in the league, under 25 years old. Um, you've got Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, and Fernando Tatis Jr. up here, which are, yeah. Those I mean, are kind of like the three yeah. undeniably, mm-hmm. those are the three best of the young of the young players. Right, so far, right? I yeah. mean, there's, there's other guys like um, not, not Biggio, but certainly Vlad Guerrero Jr., Vlad Guerrero Jr. is probably the only other one close. But he's, uh, and we'll see what happens this year. He lost a bunch of weight. I mean, his first season was not that impressive, frankly. It was, it was impressive. It kind of, like, it was a, it he's was, a good oh. baseball player, but he, his first year looked more like Ken. So people forget Ken Griffey Jr. only hit 16 home runs his first year. You know yeah. what I mean? He didn't fucking. Skinny boy. Yeah, he was, he was a tiny little man. He had a lot of doubles, played great defense. Um, I think uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., he's 6'2", 250. He's a big man. Got a lot of power. Um, and we saw it in that fucking home run derby. He yeah. got quite a bit of power. But I don't think – I agree with you. I don't think he's in this conversation yet. So let's take a look at these guys uh, going down the list. Juan Soto is a fucking hitter. I don't think he can do anything else in his life, but he can hit a fucking baseball. I mean, he looks like he is – he doesn't get fooled very often. He hits the ball very hard. Yeah. Like he makes contact line and he hits the ball very hard. I think he – let's see how many times he struck out. Uh, he has a. He's actually uh, been a pretty high strikeout guy. His first two years dropped yeah. it last year. Last but year, yeah, it was 
way down. He played 47 games last year. Yeah, it's true. It's a small sample size. But all these guys are technically small sample sizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't strike out nearly as much as Ronald Acuna, right? Not who, even, is, who is deeply strikeout prone. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a very immature player. He's pro- he might be the most physically gifted among these three, but he's, he's, I, I agree with uh, that. he's like a young Andrew Jones. He's, he is severely immature, and it's, it's affecting him on the field. You can tell every single yeah. day. Um, he hasn't had that moment yet where Bobby Cox trots out to center field and oh, pulls he has. him no, off he the has. field. I know he got benched, but I mean, how, he, he I got pulled th- mid game. I don't think it was that embarrassing for him because he, he came back and he's still kind of fucking yeah. antics. Like you didn't hear a peep out of Andrew Jones for the rest of his goddamn <laughs> career after that. You know what I mean? That's true. As far as these three guys go, I don't think any. I don't think Acuna uh, or um, or uh, uh, Soto are even in the same league. As Fernando Tatis Jr. Really? Yeah, not even close. Um, and it's the numbers bear that out. So in his first 629 plate appearances, he's, his wins above replacement is seven. Yeah. And the other two aren't even close to that. N- not even close. Now, he did strike out a good bit, 110 times um, but uh, are in the first season. So 107. So he's, he's played two seasons so far, but his totals amount to one full season. 143 right. games, 629 plate appearances, 558 at-bats. He had 111 runs, 39 home runs, 98 RBI, 27 steals. He's a legit 300 hitter, a legit 30-30, maybe 40-40 guy right right now. Yeah. Acuna is close, right? But I don't think right field is as premium of a position as shortstop is. Not unless he starts racking up outfield assists. And he – I mean, he's got a good arm out yeah. there, but he's just – I don't think – I don't know. He's lazy. He seems lazy. Fernando Tatis is very energetic. He loves playing baseball. Not that Acuna doesn't. The, the Him and him – and, uh, 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 Albies. Albies on the field together is fun to watch. Oh, yeah. How much fun they have together. Uh, I just don't think – I don't think it's even close, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I've seen these guys play. I've seen Acuna play for a few years now. I've watched I've – I probably watched 100 games where he's hitting. So I've probably seen four or 500 of his at-bats. Yeah. Uh, sh- short sample size on Tatis Jr., but, man, that kid fucking rakes. And he actually had kind of an off-season – last year i mean for him it was a it was a shortened season uh his batting average is down a little bit and he still looks really good his his batting average was down last year but his this is my strikeouts were way down though strikeouts were way down and this is kind of my offensive metric that i go off of pretty much solely is wrc plus because it takes every it's and it's not like wins above replacement where i love wins above replacement but uh war takes defense into account and right. i don't like defensive metrics in general no they're, it's hard, so hard to quantify yeah I, I just it's just not fucking there give it like 20 30 years when computers are tracking every goddamn thing yeah yeah but i don't uh, maybe even 10 years but i don't think it's there but with wrc plus that's all just numbers based mm-hmm. right like that's all that's done like you're not going to really i don't know how you can squeeze it much better than right. that stat does um soto and tatis are neck and neck Right. Juan Soto has a 152 WRC plus, and anything over 100 is good. Anything over 120, you're an all star. Mm. Anything over 130, we're talking about MVPs. Right. Uh, Juan Soto is 152. Fernando Tatis 150 for their careers. Right. The the place, and they both have they both have power. Like yes. they can both hit the ball. The only place where Soto uh, definitely crushes Tatis and actually Acuna has an edge on Tatis here too but Soto really just murders them is on base percentage 
Right. Juan Soto has the batting eye. He's got the best batting eye maybe in baseball yeah. right now. To be it's honest. I mean, him and fucking the, crazy. Him and, he and Freddie Freeman are probably two of the best, to be honest. There is a, there was a highlight reel I saw in the offseason, and it was just uh, on Twitter mm. that some baseball account tweeted, and it was just Juan Soto taking pitches. Yeah. And it was pitches that everyone else would have been striking out on. Right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's incredible in that. I mean... It's how frequently do you see a 20-year-old walk 108 times in a fucking Major League Baseball season? That is, that, that's wild. That's like the last time we saw anybody do that was, uh, was Albert Pujols, right? Probably. At that age. Yeah. And he wasn't actually that age, right? <laughs> so it's like you, to see a guy that disciplined that early in his career, I think he's um, – look, all three of these dudes stay healthy. They're all Hall of Famers, and it's not even – there's no question oh, about yeah. that, right? They're, 100%. Like, there's a decent chance. There's a pretty good chance that Acuna is a 500 home run – 300 stolen base guy, yeah. more likely 400, 300, the, which the, is Hall of Fame numbers. I he, mean, the dude could go 50 50. He technically could, yeah. I mean, if he fucking took a whole season seriously. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But he's, I don't, I don't know if he ever will. If he locked the fuck yeah. in. You um, gotta just get Azuna, <clears throat> I guess, to be like, hey, man, come on, for yeah. the love of God. You, did you hear what Pablo Sandoval said about Acuna the other day? Uh, probably something. He was just silly. like, if he keeps doing, like, he was like, if this guy fucking like, locks it in and keeps doing what he's doing, he'll be a Hall of Famer, no question. There's, well, that's absolutely true. I mean, even if he keeps fucking around, he's still going to be a Hall of Famer. That's how talented he is. Yeah. Um, Jason Stark thinks Soto's the next Ted Williams. I agree with that. The thing that was um, – Ted Williams had great bat speed. He was the first guy. He was doing the launch angle thing before anybody knew what it was. He just he's, he, he thought the pitcher's throwing the ball from ear high down to knee high. And I'm swinging like this. It's a matter of physics, right? If I'm swinging flat, yeah. the margin of error for me to actually make solid contact is like this. If I'm swinging like this, the margin of error is like this, right? It's way bigger. So he was doing launch angle way before anybody knew what launch angle meant. They just thought he had an uppercut. People used to refer to his swing as, as funky. He had an uppercut yeah. swing. But you can't swing like that. Like, I don't know how you could do that, man, and be successful. Now everybody fucking does it, it's right? It's the only thing Because you do. it's the right thing to do. Um, but he had... An eye for the ball. He had. He was one of those early guys that was identified as having 2010 vision. Like the average actually, major league baseball all star on the batting side has 2015 vision. Yeah, I had read that he. Uh, this was actually reading about his prowess as a fighter pilot. Oh yeah. Uh, this is no joke. He, uh, he did that twice, by the way. Yeah. Ted Williams hit what like 518 home runs in his career, something like that, and he left service. I think he missed like four and a half years. Yeah, total he, he might have been the home run combat. king had he maybe yeah. stayed. He would have been because those were his prime years. Well, the first two during World War II were his prime years, and then in Korea, I think he was on his way out. Yeah, yeah that exactly. Was, that 521. was 521. 521. Yeah, dude, no, Korea would have been right in the middle of his career. Well, he was like 36 then, right? Oh, uh, let me check. Uh, born in God, he was born in 1918. Mm. So yeah, he was getting pretty old. Let's see. I can look at it on here. Um, when did he miss seasons? Oh, no, that was after baseball that he went to Korea. So, yeah, he missed three full seasons uh, between 24 and 26 years old, which is where he probably would have hit, just based on his previous numbers, he would have hit probably about 40 home runs a year there. But even call it 30, that's, 100, uh, that's uh, 90 more home runs. So it was at least at, in the low 600s. Oh, right? yeah, 100%. Um, what I had read, though, about him, because he was such it's a wild. ridiculous fighter pilot, which, and, and like you said, him sort of just, like, physically knowing physics better, mm. like, just <clears throat> instinctively for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the things I read is that he had 20... People theorized that he had even better than 2010 vision, maybe mm. 25 vision. And what I had read was that 
one of the reasons he was such a good fighter pilot is that he would just literally be able to see the planes before everyone else. Maybe. On yeah. the other side. Yeah, probably. Like they would just show up in his line of vision. And I want to say Korea, and he, he fought against the Japanese while well. he's in the Pacific Theater, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, I, I think it was actually uh, him and Walter Johnson were the first two guys to volunteer for service. And then a bunch of other dudes did as well. Yeah. But yeah, he, being compared to Ted Williams is, is, the point of all that was is that's a pretty big fucking deal. Jason Jason Stark is not a guy that's prone to hyperbole, and he's been covering baseball for about thirty years. Yeah, he's seen a lot of great players. He was he's been around for like Tony Gwynn and Barry Bonds and people like that. Like uh, some of the more selective hitters in the history of baseball, he's in the modern history. And if he's saying that, that's a big fucking deal. Still, I don't think. I don't think he's as good. I think raw talent-wise, Fernando Tatis seems to be the best. I just wonder with Tatis. So my my pick would be Soto. And mm. I, my the reason I wonder with Tatis and Acuna, and it, this is kind of like bullshit, but I wonder how much of their flair and athleticism is really based on youth, whereas Soto's skill is based on just sort of obviously the eyesight but like just the mature like Soto is clearly to me the most mature player. Yeah. So, so I wonder if But he, he's still got a pretty good bit of fire, right? Yes. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. I don't know. He's he the the physical the gifts versus skill, right? So they all have gifts that maybe commensurate. Soto's got better eyesight. I think Acuña is probably a little bit stronger than the other two guys. Fernando Tatis Jr.'s bat speed is ridiculous. And then uh, defense as yeah, well. Yeah, and he's also a great defensive player. I think it's a good idea for them to go ahead and move him over to third base at some point. What do you do with Machado? Uh, get, I guess DH. Get the fuck rid of him. Well, you know. could DH him. I think put DH him, is dead after this base. year. Yeah, probably. But I would, I mean, Machado's, Machado's still good enough to play shortstop, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's certainly good enough to play third base. I don't know how long he's going to be there. He's still kind of young, though. They, like gave him a big, right? they give him a big contract. Yeah, he's, he's, he's what, 29? Yeah, he'll be there for a while. Yeah, so if they're going to keep him there, I mean, that's fine. I just don't know if you want Tati's Jr.'s body getting beat up like that because he's not how, – how, how tall is he? He's, uh, he's kind of a big guy. 6'3", 217. So he's like Cal Ripken size, give or yeah. take. Cal Ripken's about 6'4", 220. Yeah. Um, if he stays in the gym and keeps the muscle on and doesn't fucking, you know, get AIDS or whatever the fuck and, <laughs> and start losing weight, he might be all right over there. It's just there's a lot of wear and tear at the shortstop position, especially yep. for a guy that plays as hard as he does. He definitely dives yeah. in the dirt a lot. <clears throat> But a guy, he's he almost had a thousand OB, uh, OPS uh, for his career in 140 games in his first two seasons. I mean, that's yeah. fucking weird. It's fucking know? nuts. Um, so we'll see. It's a fun debate to have. There's no way to tell, but uh, I I think Tatis Jr. is probably the most. I, I th- that bat speed he has. That's something. That's what made Hank Aaron the great baseball player he was. Yeah. The wrist strength and bat speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you don't hear much about Hank Aaron playing defense. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Not like Willie even Mays. even early on, right? Like even it was like he was young and then it diminished. Like he yeah. was never a guy that did that. No, but what you did hear about is incredibly strong hands and wrists, big forearms, and good bat speed. Yeah, right. Good trunk strength. Tatis has all that stuff, and he plays hard. Acuna, I can't say because I have never seen him play hard before. I've never seen him go out for a 162 game season and play hard every single day. Absolutely not for 162. I see him play hard, like I'll see him when he runs that type of thing yeah. on the bases. <clears throat> That's when he goes hard. But he makes stupid mistakes on the bases too, a lot. He's he's immature. He's yeah. he's he's easily the most immature of the three, probably I'm, by a good margin. I don't think he's going to have his best years in Atlanta, to be honest. 
I think he's probably over the next three or four years going to piss somebody off or want to get out and get traded to another team or something bad's going to happen. Then he's going to fucking become an adult and start playing real baseball, That's, yeah. which is unfortunate because if he came into the league hot and listened to people and matured and played hard, he would be like, we would be talking about him and Mike Trout over the last three years. But yeah. instead, we're talking about Mike Trout and everybody else. And now we're talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. I don't think most baseball fans think Soto or Acuna are even in the same class as Tatis Jr., frankly. Because he's the one that does all the things. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's And he's, fair. Do, he's doing it already right poor, now poor, at that young age. Juan Soto, poor Juan Soto will never get the credit. I mean, he's, I've said this before on this podcast, Juan Soto is the new Freddie Freeman. Yeah, he is. And it's unfortunate because he's already had playoff success. I mean, he's, yeah. obviously the pressure does not fucking affect him. This no. guy is locked in every single day. I think maybe, um, I would love to see, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to look at this, <clears throat> but I would like to see his uh, median and mode uh, uh, exit velocities. You know what I mean? Uh, so and his I, average exit, you're talking about Juan Soto? Yeah. Average ex- exit velocity last year was 92.3. A- average exit velocity in 2019, 92. EV in uh, 2018 was 90.5. Tatis. <laughs> yeah, it's like 96, right? Uh, last year, Tatis's was 95.9. Yeah. And Acuna... Uh, last year was 92.4. The other two years, uh, he was floating uh, right below 91. Right. So Soto doesn't have the bat speed the other guys have, but he's got the vision, right? Yes. Which means he's going to not be a power hitter as long as they will. However, he will be a better hitter for longer than they will, probably. Well, and what does power mean, though? Because, you know, he, you still get slugged. Slugging percentage if you're hitting doubles all day. For sure. Yeah, and he's an athletic guy. I don't think that is going anywhere. He doesn't. It, it, that's that's not a sign, by the way, that he's going to uh, that he's going to necessarily slow down. But he is a bigger dude. Yeah. So he's he's about ten pounds heavier than Fernando Tatis Jr. is at the same height. And right? also uh, because this is my favorite thing to talk about on this podcast: dump truck ass and he's big got old a legs. nice butt. Yeah, yeah, he's got a super nice butt. He's also got. I mean. His career OPS is 972. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's goddamn uh, insane. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, look, it's a good. Any, I, I hate when like LeBron seems to be always butthurt about <laughs> the comparisons he gets to other players and stuff. Dude, if you're in the conversation for best of all time or the best right now or the best anytime, if you're even in the conversation, just shut the fuck up. Let it motivate you. If you're like, hey, they think I'm third, I'm gonna go be best. For whatever reason, in baseball, it's only a compliment, and in basketball, it's only, only an insult. insult. Yeah, because it's an individual game. Yeah, in basketball, I think, uh, even though it's only teams win. You know what right. I mean? Like Charles Barkley never won a fucking title. <laughs> right. So, Ewing never won yeah. shit. Same thing with football. You know. I mean, you if can't. you had just kept Shaq on the Magic, he never would have won a goddamn thing. No, 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 he wouldn't have. Unfortunately. Uh, let's see. Last up here before we go. Uh, AJ Hench has been hired as new manager for uh, Tigers. For the Tigers, uh, Miguel Cabrera is defending him. Obviously, they've been friends for a while. They played together back in the day, right? AJ I Hench. So. Yeah, AJ yeah, Hench. Yeah. Hold on. I think he caught for the Tigers in like the mid twenty ten or the early twenty tens or something like that. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. He played for yes. the Tigers in. Uh, God damn it! Where is it? He played for the Tigers in like two. Actually, no. Uh, 2003. Oh, 2003, yeah. So they, they oh, didn't play together. Yeah, they didn't play no. together, no. Cabrera was winning a World <clears throat> Series for the uh, Marlins in 2003. That's true, yeah. Then they sold everybody, yeah. as they are wont to do. <laughs> and anyways, they, it seems like they had some relationship before, but basically he's defending him from the Astro scandal stuff. I mean, A.J. Hench is 
an interesting character. He tried to pretend like it wasn't. I tried to tell him not to do it. Like, dude, you're the fucking manager. Bench, right. bench those guys. So that right. was kind of weak bullshit to me. Like um, if you, if me and fake Dan started killing homeless people by the yeah, dumpster. But not, not even like on your free time here at work. Yes. Like yes. you're killing the guy in the corner right now. And, and you were, him. you told the police, you're like, I told, I tried to tell him not yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. That's not a good look. So, um, Miguel Cabrera actually said that the Astros title isn't tainted and doesn't care about the sign stealing scandal. Of course he says that now. Five years from now when he's writing his uh, autobiography, he's probably going to say something different. Uh, but of course, uh, AJ Hench, look, he got suspended for a year and now he's back. He served his time, let him come back and see what happens. But What, what a value grab for the Tigers. Honestly. Yeah, for real, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I couldn't believe that the, and this is LeBron's problem now, but I can't believe the, the Red Sox went back out and just grabbed Cora. That wasn't even like he faced no consequences. Yeah. He, he got a shortened season off, basically, right? Yeah. And lost what? I mean, his prorated salary would have been a couple hundred grand, probably. <laughs> you think really? he can live off that? Uh, well, I'm sure he can live off the fucking millions he made as a player. Right. I honestly, I don't need to get too deep into this, but dude, that's the charm of baseball. Cheating is a charm of mm. baseball. People get mad about it, and people get way more mad about it, I guess, in. Uh, football with like the all the patriot shit and stuff like that but like it's one of the like maybe just baseball has a long enough and funny enough history of cheating Mm -hmm. with like spitballs and the black socks and you know fucking barry bonds turning into a mutant for the last part of his career and everything but like i don't know man it's just another fun part of baseball look uh i mean i understand the idea of not wanting people to use tech i guess to do it yeah but Using tech for everything else. Yeah, I mean, I get it, I guess. It's, it's just, um, there's, so if you're, if I'm on second base and I'm stealing a sign, what's the difference between being a guy on second base and having a camera in center field, really? You're still having to mix your signs up. Yeah. Right? Yes. If, you, if you're giving signs, like, you, all you do is you just go to your fucking complex sign uh, for every at bat. That's the solution to it, ultimately. And then it, it, it's a non-factor because... Otherwise, your signs have been broken, and that's perfectly legal to do. It's perfectly legal for me to be on second base, figure out your fucking yeah. uh, your, your, uh, activator, right? So I don't know if you guys have ever played baseball before, but usually there's an activator. So if I touch, like if I'm doing, it's something casual that you would normally do. If I fucking put my glove down on the ground, it's a third sign that I give, or whatever the fuck like that. There's always some indicator, and then there's the sign itself And if you're a catcher. So... I'm catching, my glove is resting on the ground when I'm giving the sign, or it's resting up on my leg when I'm giving the sign. That's third, the third pitch I call as the sign, or the second pitch up here. That's just really that simple. Yeah. If your code gets broken from a guy, from a runner who's on second base, or if your legs are too open and the fucking third base coach can see it or the first base coach can see it, that's perfectly fine, right? But if a guy in center field in the bullpen is looking at you and he sees it, that's somehow with a fucking with a TV camera that's somehow yeah. wrong. I mean, I, I, I get it. I understand. But fuck, man. It's, it's, it's like where, splitting hairs at that point, isn't yes, it? 100%. It's the type of thing where it should obviously not be legal, but I'm not going to get mad at people for fucking doing oh, it. Oh, fuck no. I'm not going to get mad. And also, uh, the thing that, bu- that bucked me about the Astros, because everybody else is doing this too. The Red Sox were doing it. The Yankees were doing it. A lot of people were doing it. They weren't banging fucking trash cans on the ground. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't like, fuck you, we're cheating over here. You know what I mean? That's what really pissed me off about the Astros because they were like clearly didn't give a yeah. fuck about the rules at all. Well, the like, one. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, and I truly believe that. Yes. But 
you, you can't you, you don't just fucking walk out to the field and be like yeah fuck this you know what i mean like with spurs on like you're the new sheriff in town dude no you fucking do it subtly you respect the game right and you get caught you say i got caught fuck. yeah uh the one thing i'll say with that yeah the trash is kind of shitty and uh if the buzzer thing is true <sighs> that's, that's bad, shitty. yeah yeah that i i will say that's a lot that's too much. Yeah, that's, that's why pretty, I'll draw the line on that. That's pretty rough. But uh, I don't care, man. They won that title fair and square. Don't I don't need them to be like, I don't need this to be like a college football thing where we act like they didn't win the World Series. Yeah, we're not. It's not Reggie Bush in two thousand five or whatever right. the fuck. And that yeah. uh, that actually had nothing to do with the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like they still won the game, man. <laughs> God damn. Like he was already by the time Reggie Bush got those incentives, he was already on USC. It's not like they bought him to get him there. That was after he was already there. Right. So. You vacated the title for what yeah. exactly? They would fucking punish you. No, they still want it. Everybody fucking knows it, dude. Yeah. Like it's not. What did they lose exactly? They, they can't. They can still fly the banner if they want. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. It's yeah. a private school. It's a private it. organization. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Everybody knows that they won that game, so it's stupid. And any fan base would take that in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, but I also understand Cody Bellinger, right? Yeah. That says we weren't doing that and. I lost the MVP to this person, or I, we lost the World Series to this person. I get it. Well, maybe you should have been doing it, right? But you also don't want to put people in a situation where they have to choose to do something that makes them uncomfortable just to be competitive. Yeah. Which is the only – that's the only argument I will listen to about, uh, about steroids, about TRT or whatever you want to call it. It's the only if, – if someone's like, I just don't want to do that, and if I don't do it, I can't be competitive. I'm like, all right, cool. I get that. But if it's like the purity of the game – fuck out of here with that shit yeah that's what i think with steroids is like you like make basically making everyone put something in their body whereas with this it's just like it's gamesmanship yeah it is i mean <laughs> read any of those books that came out in the early to mid 90s about the inside scoop on baseball and shit like that and all the fucked up shit these guys were doing yeah i mean come on man they were like lighting each other up all the time and doing weird shit also, like trying to bait each other like pitchers uh, all races would say super racist shit to each other to try to throw each other off. Like the, <laughs> if there's a black catcher or a Latino catcher, he'd be scooping dirt up on the dude's shoe right before the pitch came and calling him a fucking cracker and shit like that. This is very common in baseball. They fuck with each other super hard. And during the entire process, everybody just kept their mouth shut about it. Yeah. And said, you know what the best, the best comeback to a guy throwing a ball in your ear is to hit a fucking home run. Right to put runs on the board. Right, the best comeback to a guy hitting a home run is not to hit him; it's to strike him out the next time. Yeah. So I don't know. There's ways to deal with things, and there's petulant, childish ways to deal with them. Yeah. And what we mostly see, particularly in today's society, is petulance. It also barely won them that World Series. Yeah. It should be noted. Well, I don't know. They wouldn't have made it without that fucking Aroldis Chapman fucking. Bink. Yeah. I mean that fastball. There's no fucking way. Man, I don't know. But if he was sitting on it, there's every way. Because, look, Altuve can turn around a fastball from anybody. It doesn't matter who yeah. it is. And the other thing with Chapman is I don't remember that LCS as much as I remember his World Series with the Cubs the right. year before. But, was uh, that 2016? Yes. Yeah. But uh, managers habitually overuse Chapman, yeah. who does not have a large repertoire of pitches. No. And so if you're using Chapman four or five times in a fucking series, yeah. they're going to time his fucking fastball. Yeah. You can't let it, You can't mm. let the other team see him that much. Yeah. So fuck, fuck you, kind of. Like, really. Like, yeah. I remember Joe Madden almost managed the Cubs out of that World Series. He tried really hard, yeah. He tried really hard. You notice that they, the Tampa Bay Rays, as much success as they had, they didn't have it when he was there. Yeah. So how good is Joe Madden? Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about that guy. I mean, the Cubs had a fucking loaded-ass team, and they still barely fucking uh, made it there in the first place and they you know ultimately didn't win you know what i mean yeah never went back other than that and now he's with the angels and we'll see what the fuck happens 
Well, I can't blame all the Otani stuff on him because it's been going on long before he got there, but yeah. hopefully he'll turn it around. He is a guy that's an outside-the-box thinker, so I hope at some point they switch that up. I'm not the fucking authority on how to manage a baseball team. I've never done it, but goddamn, this seems obvious to me. So we'll see what happens, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, we shall see. Are we doing the preview next week? Uh, yeah, we're going to have Ben Verlander, uh, Justin's brother, who's a sports commentator, and maybe a couple other guys to come in for that, maybe Brinkus, maybe a couple other guys do a little fun show and talk about everything that's going on full ass mlb preview uh also if you are not aware two things uh aside from that you need to download the DraftKings app uh if you're in the drinking bros sports group check out the post because a we are doing a fantasy baseball Mm. set of fantasy baseball leagues i think we have like 60 70 people that want to do it at this point uh so we'll have dope prizes for that just like we do in the fantasy football leagues uh we are also doing more importantly more immediately i should say uh a bracket, of course, because it's fucking March, and the tournament technically starts tonight. Yep. Though you don't need to have your bracket filled out until tomorrow morning. Most people cut it off at uh, 11 Eastern uh, for having your bracket completed and submitted. Yeah. Uh, Going to Drink It Bro Sports, it's pinned to the top of the page. It's a private group on Facebook. Just join uh, and don't be a cunt. That's yes. the only rule. Yeah, go get in there. Look at that. Uh, look at that post at the very top and click on those links. It'll take you over to the to the bracket. It's um, it's uh, tournamentpools.com is the is the site that it's on, and you'll see um, you just put in your username and all that stuff and join. Uh, it's the league is Ross Angeles. That's Ross's old school nickname. And uh, uh, get in there and submit your bracket. I, I would I would try to get it done tonight if possible, but if not yeah. tomorrow uh, by probably. 10 Eastern yeah. at the uh, latest. I don't know about this particular site, but a lot of websites like ESPN and, and CBS have a bad history of being overloaded right before the tournament starts yeah. and like you not being able to submit your brackets, so don't get fucked. Yep. Um, and the winner of that one gets maybe the best prize we've given out in the history of, of Drinking Bros oh, Sports. Yeah. What's this one? This is the uh, Allen Iverson signed Georgetown, oh, Georgetown yeah. jersey. That's awesome. So the winner of the bracket, and unlike uh, the football leagues or the baseball leagues, it's all one fucking pool. Yeah, yeah. So this is thousands of people competing yeah. at each other um, for the Allen Iverson jersey. So get into that. Uh, free to join. You might win a fucking dope prize. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a real good one. Uh, but, yeah, we will – me and uh, Fake Dan, Dan Regester, will be live tomorrow starting about 2 p.m. Central to just, like, watch the games and drink and shit mm. uh, for, the, for March Madness. Uh, me and Dan Holloway – We'll be back next week for the uh, our big major league preview with uh, at least Ben Verlander and probably some other people as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening as always. Rate, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, all that shit. Check out, uh, follow our YouTube channel, uh, Drinking Bros Sports. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.